This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Patterson Program, where you'll learn how to improve your health from the inside out. And now, your host, Clint Patterson. It's my absolute pleasure today to welcome Judith to this podcast episode to share her story on how well she's done on the Patterson program to inspire you and to give you some tips and ideas about what worked for her. Welcome, Judith. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Well, yes. And um, we're just chatting before we started here about the different parts of the world that we're in. You're in Montana and it's snowing outside. And here I am in uh, Sydney, Australia at the moment where we're living and it's a beautiful hot summer morning. So isn't the world incredible, isn't it? I mean, you never quite get used to the way that the world differs in its geographical locations and how we can connect like this and share stories. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's a blessing (laughs) to have this technology. It really is. I want to start this episode a little different. I want to start by reading something out that you posted inside Patterson Program Support. And this is what captured our attention, uh, myself and other members. And we were like, whoa, look how far Judith has come because you've been a silent operator. You've been doing things on your own and then you've come in and you've said, here's my six months update and you've blown us all away. Now, your six month update was very comprehensive. So I'm just going to read out the first paragraph of this, because I think it'll really set the scene as to the amount of turmoil that this disease was causing you, uh, the emotional ups and downs, obviously the physical pain. So uh, let's let's just uh, hear what you wrote here, and then we'll get from you to elaborate more on, on this part of your life when you were going through this. So here we go. So Uh, You've written November 28th, and that's uh, 2018. So November 28th marks six months of following the Patterson program. It overwhelms me with gratitude when I think about how far I've come. Earlier this morning, with my husband out of town and my two sons asleep, I unloaded the dishwasher. I reached to put two mugs up on the shelf, and then I started weeping. It sounds like such a simple thing to unload the dishwasher, but it wasn't simple for me when I started the program. Pain forced me out of bed every night after just three to five hours of sleep with excruciating pain up and down my spine, between my shoulders, in one or both of my SI joints, wrapping around and constricting my ribs. Goodness, the spasming and constriction caused pain I have no words to describe. It is wretched to be in so much pain and not be able to move a centimetre, not even breathe, without triggering more pain. The worst is what I call the crying cascade, where I would cry involuntarily from sudden pain, such as sneezing, coughing, or reaching to put away a mug. And the muscle movement from crying caused more and more pain. So this morning, when it struck me that I was happily, effortlessly, painlessly emptying the dishwasher, I couldn't help but cry. I cried from the memory of the pain compared to the perfect ease I felt today. I cried because I was so grateful to the people who've helped me. And I cried because now my kids 
Get a mum who is not diminished by constant pain. What a gift. Well, what a post. And that was just paragraph number one. You really have a way with words. Goodness. I mean, you really were in a very, very bad way from what you've described there. I mean, can you talk about what life was like when you were experiencing all that? Well, sure. It started a long time ago. So this began when I think my oldest son was um, still in the womb. I was pregnant with him nine years ago. Right. So you think you you got the diagnosis whilst you were pregnant? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I I got the beginning of symptoms when I was pregnant. (laughs) Right, right. The pain began when I was pregnant. I see. Yeah, the back pain. Yep. Mm-hmm. The back pain and SI joint pain as well. I, I wasn't able to vacuum, I remember. Mm-hmm. And that back pain just was taking over my life for years and years and years. And no one could quite figure it out. I went to see many different people, but it was quite a mystery. I was able to get some relief with a physical therapist who was amazing and specializes in manual adjustments of the spine. And I was doing a lot of like training for a half marathon and lifting weights. So I was able to get the back pain under control for a couple of years uh, when my son was probably age two to five. And then about two years ago, I had a really horrible ear infection oh, and I yes. went a series repeated of antibiotics. Oh my and- gosh. Here we go again. I just, that word antibiotics just, you know. It's just the most. And even what I know now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, so I can see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you can. It set it off. It it all came back and worse. And then I started getting eye infections, and so eye infections were very painful. If you've ever had one or know someone who does, all of the symptoms have pain as the common denominator. <laughs> but I was getting iritis very frequently. I had it about five times in two years. And so my eye doctor was the one who figured it out. He had me tested for all sorts of things because he was concerned that there might be an underlying cause to having iritis so many times. And he was right. (laughs) Well, at the time it came back that the only thing that was worth noting was that I had that HLA B27 gene marker, gene which can be associated with ankylosing spondylitis. So my doctor had me write it down and yeah, so that's that's really how we unlocked the mystery was from from my eye doctor. So we do see this in fact another member who um has been talking about this at the moment a relationship between the he has also yes ankylosing spondylitis and he's seeing this um uveitis. Now, was that different to what you were experiencing because uveitis is an autoimmune of the eyes, but the iritis you've mentioned, do you think it was that? I am not sure. I, I, we should ask an expert. I, I almost wonder if it's one and the same, but so I'm not sure because uveitis sounds very, very familiar. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. Okay. Well, um, the solution for that and I'm not the expert in this, never had this, and it's rare as well. So I've not sort of worked with many folks with it, but uh, often drops are put into the eye, anti-inflammatory drops, prednisone even into the eye to calm it all down. Was that your treatment? 
Yes, prednisone uh, drops, and it was it would take about a month because you'd have to taper it down each week. So it would be four drops a day, then down, down, down. And I was doing that about every other month. So I think that yeah, we're talking the same thing. So it sounds autoimmune-ish. It sounds, yes, related to ankylosing spondylitis, related. So it's the, another target of the body that's being attacked. Okay, well, obviously that's awful. And you, at that point, did you still have the ongoing back pain or was that still under control? No. So the back pain was awful. The eye infections were awful. And I also had this moving pain that I'd had for many years that sometimes was in a shoulder, sometimes was plantar fasciitis, uh, sometimes was in my neck. So it just kind of moved around. So I had that as well. And so it was, it was a really hard couple of years. Now, you mentioned before when your son was two or three years old that, that to the back pain was the biggest problem. Give us a bit of an, an idea of the time frame here. When did, over how long of a time period did these problems play out? And then at, at what point did you start getting um, medical help with drugs and things? And yeah, let us hear about that. Yeah, so the first part of your question, um, how did it play out? So the back pain started when I was pregnant and lasted until he was about two. And then it came back the last two years. So that's been about a total of four years, every single night, relentless Two uh, sorry, two years kind of at the beginning and two years most recently, every single night. And so you can imagine getting three or four hours of sleep a night, you are exhausted So I was tired all the time. I had two little kids. My husband travels for work all the time. So I just was in over my head. It was so hard, but I didn't know what was going on. It didn't, I didn't know it was all related. And because I'd kind of gotten the back pain under control a little bit before I thought I could do it again. But throughout, I I was regularly seeing a team of wonderful medical professionals, my physical therapist, a family doctor, plus a naturopathic doctor, an acupuncturist who's amazing. And then finally, and my eye doctor. And so after my eye doctor had said that, I kind of brushed it off at at the beginning, Clint. I didn't take it too seriously. And then when I was traveling a few months later, I was in Portugal with two of my dear friends and we were having so much fun, but I was in so much pain and I back eating bread and drinking wine and cheese. <laughs> so I was just in excruciating pain one night and I was lying there kind of trapped in a prison of pain where you can't move. And I remembered what my eye doctor had said and I thought, Oh, please don't be what he said. And I Googled it, of course, which you shouldn't do, but I did. (laughs) And I saw so many uncanny symptoms that I'd been experiencing all together in one place. And so I was good about holding off on drawing conclusions. My friends were incredibly sweet and supportive. And we all just said, well, wait and see. And then I saw my family doctor right when I got back from that. Uh, This was just in April. And she amazing. She was so great. Immediately, she had me in the next day getting blood work, getting x-rays and going over my symptoms, which I had seen her for, but we just hadn't put it together. 
And so once the full picture was clear, she immediately fast-tracked me to a rheumatologist. And so within a few weeks, I was in to see the rheumatologist and I had an MRI before I went. So I could see the inflammation in my SI joints. Um, good and doctor. Then it was yeah. Good. You went in there full of the information that the rheumatologist was going to need. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Great doc. Okay. Now at this point, um, a lot of people never think about the sacroiliac joint unless it becomes inflamed. Can you describe exactly where it is or as best as you can describe where it is and how it impacts your body when it is inflamed right, so for the non-dialed-in, you know, person, yeah? Before I knew, I would always say I have hip pain. Yep. But really, I would say it's actually right in the middle of your butt. <laughs> it's kind of where the, the right kind of in, in your butt. Right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Where, where your leg is attached. And so just feel it. It kind of um, will be one side is worse than the other, or sometimes both. And it becomes very painful to bear any weight. So walking, taking a full stride is so hard. You're just kind of bracing yourself for each step. And then with kids, how do you pick up your kid? So, because I can't bear my own weight. I can't bear a three-year-old's weight or a five-year-old's weight. So Absolutely. it was, tough. oh my gosh, because the nighttime pain, I wasn't sleeping. The daytime pain, I could barely walk sometimes or not walk at all. So yeah. Shocking. Okay. So you, you, you walked, you walked or did your best to get into the rheumatologist's appointment and you sat down. Tell us about that, that how that went. Oh, well, um, she's wonderful. And, um, immediately started telling me the range of pharmaceutical options that are available to me given my symptoms. And the one she was kind of wanting me to go on was Humira. Wow. Straight away onto Humira. That was that she had Humira and methotrexate was kind of a, an option as okay. well. Yeah. Right. But then just talking about my health history, it didn't, it didn't sound good to her. Yes. So she kept giving me a prescription for, an inset that had a 12 hour release. It was called etodolac, I think. Etodolac. Okay. And so um, she gave me that so I could sleep at night at mm -hmm. 12. But she also said that this is not a long term solution. You will, this will inevitably harm your liver and your stomach. This, we have to keep testing you. This is not going to solve your problem. And so I left her office totally demoralized like what am I going to do I have a disease like she says it's just getting worse it's just going to get worse and I have no way to address this challenge like, what am I going to do and I was so sad but I remembered seeing that podcast title that you had done with Cherie years ago I guess or quite a while ago yes it was and I hadn't watched the video I had just seen the title but I remembered it and I thought I should go back and watch that. And I am so glad I did because I watched the video and I started the program right away. So I have to say thank you to Cherie. Wherever she is, you have changed my life. I really don't think I would have thought to go on a program for rheumatoid arthritis. I don't know if I would have put that together. So to Cherie, I am forever grateful. Well, I'll make sure um, once this comes out, I send it a link directly to her. And uh, 
make sure she watches this. Yes, her story was fantastic. And um, I have another ankylosing spondylitis client who hasn't come on the podcast. And I so want her to come onto the podcast because her story and her recovery is fantastic. But, you know, not everyone wants to come on and share their story. In fact, I wouldn't have done this willingly, but because she <laughs> right. did it, I thought, you know what? I, this is something that I have to do. Well, thank you. Thank you. And it's, it, it, this is exactly the importance of doing this because some person can change the lives of many other people. And, um, yes, there is uh, another case that is extraordinary, but uh, yeah, whatever, maybe one day she'll want to share her story. But anyway, you've started the program. Walk us through it. Warts and all, challenges. Tell us how quickly you saw improvements. I want to hear, like, your, your experience. Oh, it was, it was hard. Um, the, of course it's a little bit, everything is a little bit overwhelming at first, but, um, I saw pain reduction really quick, um, within just a few weeks, it was going down and down and down. And then when I stopped taking fish oil supplements, it went down a little bit further. Um, and so I, I was just really feeling good about how each day it was just getting less and less. So I stayed with the baseline foods those first 12 day plus um, yeah. foods, I stayed with those foods mostly for almost three months, three or three months or so. And that worked really well for me to go slowly like that. Um, I, I was just continuing to, to bring the pain levels down and down and down. And then at about between three and four months is when I just could feel it. I could feel I am doing great. I'm ready to add foods. And so I started adding foods uh, slowly and um, was able to add everything from that relatively safe category and then going on to the, was it moderately Moderate advanced? Things. Yeah. Almost all of those foods oh, I've been That is so yeah. fantastic. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The, the notable exceptions were tamari sauce, mm -hmm. bell peppers, and tomatoes. How about I that? Was, I know, Just as but, random as it might be, everyone has these little things, and this is why there's no, there's no uh, exact dietary blueprint for every person. We have to go through the process. I mean, your combination, those three. I mean, how random are those three? They're not linked by any particular family of vegetable. Yeah, wow. Everything else was. I was able to add a wide variety of vegetables and fruits back, and so. Now, now I just am feeling so much better. I would say after maybe three or four months, I was at least 80% less pain. And now I'm at what, seven months? I would say I am over 90% pain reduction. Like we'll say 93, 93% less 93%. pain. <laughs> isn't, isn't that fantastic? Now, well done. Well done. You know, what a life-changing experience. Absolutely fantastic. How much did you emphasize the green drinks or green smoothies or supplements or these things that other people are going to be wondering? Green juice. And I can't be more emphatic about when I dialed in, take, eat, drinking green juice every day. So celery juice, first thing in the morning, I do a cucumber juice in the afternoon. That was a huge help. I, I could see it in the pain numbers. That helps. 
Um, so I do that every day now. I still drink at least one green juice a day. I thought that was incredibly important. The other really important thing, other than the diet, all leafy greens and vegetables were so important, but was exercise. And I'm guessing that's a really common theme for many of the people who are on the program. But for me, cardio has been absolutely critical. So waking up, having an exercise bike downstairs, I can jump on, get some a quick 30 to 45 minutes of cardio, and then I have no pain. My pain is gone after that. <laughs> and then I often am going to Bikram yoga, um, usually about three or four times a week. And I would have never done Bikram yoga. I like yoga, but I would never have done it. <laughs> so now I, I really appreciate it. It's not easy, but it is beneficial. Wow. That so, is, you know what, really- like I mentioned before about a guest who, who I know very, very well. Uh, I say a guest, another person who I worked with her very closely in a one-on-one capacity over six months. And so that's, uh, and what we got her to do also with ankylosing spondylitis. Bikram yoga, and she was swimming. She liked swimming. So we did swimming, Bikram, swimming, Bikram all the time. I mean, she became like a superstar exerciser. And you are the same. You get up, you're, you're on the bike. So good for the hips, right? So good for those, you know, th- for the area that you're affected. And same with swimming. You've got that scissor motion with your hips. Again, forcing that uh, blood flow, all that movement through the hip area. So swimming, cycling, absolutely sensational for the sacroiliac area joints area and then you've got the cardiovascular pain reduction aspect as well as the studies show that by doing exercise it improves the microbiome so there's a direct link from exercise to gut bacteria and so 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 helpful in conjunction with the foods and of course that is the program the program isn't a diet it's all of these changes it's all of this stuff so I, I have done it all. I have been incredibly compliant. And it, I heard you describe it as threading the eye of a needle. And that is exactly what it is. Like, there's no room for messing around. <laughs> you, you do what's on the page. And I have uh, gone off script twice. One with the same result. <laughs> Once was, uh, both were for wine. One was at a friend's wedding with a glass of rosé. And the other was more recently on Halloween. And I, it, t- it was a delayed reaction. It probably came on 48 hours, but then I was in incredibly high pain for five days, four or five days. Wow. So the reaction was significant. It was significant. So I um, will not be doing that again. <laughs> not anytime soon. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. They're going off script. So I, I think being totally compliant is a huge reason why I've been successful and because I have such a supportive family. I think that's the other reason why I've been so successful. My husband is the absolute best and, and my parents, Anna and Mel, are amazing and encouraging and helpful and my siblings have all been incredible. My one sister flew out to Montana twice. Jennifer flew out to Montana to help me take care of my kids while my husband was out of town. They've been so amazing. So that is a huge reason why that's a strategy for success. Recruit all the support you can get. Absolutely. Wow, that is fantastic. So um, do they get a buzz out of seeing how far you've come? I mean, are they just blown away? Blown away and so happy. 
oh my gosh, because everyone just was so sad when you hear this diagnosis. And then to kind of see it turn around has been awesome for everybody. So, Can you yes. give me some examples? I mean, like Christmas is coming up as we're recording this. Um, you know, it's Christmas Eve here in Sydney. I mean, you're obviously probably going to have a, a bit of a get together and there's going to be a, a social gathering. Your health is obviously going to come up in conversation at some point. I mean, what's the vibe at the moment? It must be, there must be such joy in the, in the family about where you're at. There is so much joy in my family. Not only my extended family, I'm the youngest of five siblings. And so just, we're so tight. So just among us, you should see the text chains when I, even when I told them I was coming on the Patterson podcast, they just are so supportive. I'm trying to think of good specific examples. Just honestly, the most important examples for me are with my kids. So they have a full present mom. So that is the, that's the main thing that will come up is that I'm able to really be present for them and not be in my head thinking about how much I need to sit down or man, this hurts. Um, So that's a huge, a huge thing. And at Christmas this year, we're actually not traveling for the first year ever. And so we'll be with like-minded friends who are going to, and I host at my house, which makes things a lot easier. (laughs) So I can have an array of foods that I can eat and then be with friends who are just rooting for me every step of the way. Oh, it's so good. To have the event, Christmas dinner, whatever, at your house is definitely the way to go because you're in control. As soon as you step out and you're in someone else's environment, it creates anxiety. It means you're very vulnerable to having to snack on something that you know is not right, but you're getting hungry and there's a social pressure. Come on, have this, have that, try this, try that. And you don't know what's in the food, if it's oily. You know, it's very, very challenging. So very wise having it at home. Um, looks like you've got a lovely kitchen from the background that I can see there. Looks like you're going to uh, make uh, uh, a nice place for for hosting. So yeah, definitely another another smart move. And you mentioned before about being present with the kids. I've described it to Melissa in the past. When you're in pain, there's something not right in your body. And you know, for me, the feelings like having a radio station that's always on and you are always distracted by this thing that's in the background, the, whatever it might be, whatever joint is hurting or, or um, something's uh, just a bit off. And yes, you're there. Yes, you're listening. Yes, you're participating. But that radio station never stops. And um, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, and shutting that thing off or getting rid of 93% of its existence is, uh, is pretty amazing. Oh, it's amazing. And even just getting to go do fun things with my family, just yes. the, the ability to go for a hike is changed completely. I mean, just everything, everything is better. <laughs> tell us, tell us about um, any other tips and so forth that you've learned. You mentioned, compl- I, I've picked up three things that, oh gosh, you've done a lot of things that are really need highlighting. First of all, First of all, massive compliance with the food and exercise, remembering that that is kind of 90% of the program is the food and exercise. Everything else is just, you know, a little bit of an assistance, but you've got the food and exercise absolutely dialed in and you've got the best exercise. You're doing Bikram, which is the most anti-inflammatory, and you've got the exercise bike. 
Do you know that those two things, exercise, bike, and Bikram, have always been my two staples? The bike got my knee problem, uh, helped me recover from the worst periods of my knee problems. Uh, Bikram's always been there for me for anti-inflammatory. So that's that's my little personal combo that that you you now use as yours, which is wonderful. And then you also mentioned the um, the green juices again. That was something that I kind of discovered in a in a way just combinations. I'm like this thing's this thing kicks ass. Like I was like, this is unbelievable. And so I just kept drinking that celery and cucumber juice. And, uh, and, and we constantly keep hearing that feedback is that, yeah, it really helps. And so you've, you've emphasized that as well. The support aspect, I keep talking about it all the time. You know, the support, it's, it's your number one influencing factor to success. And so you've just got that in droves, obviously a wonderful supportive family around you and, uh, how, how, what a blessing to have that. So, yeah, is there anything that I've missed that you think also needs to be to be shared that, that really you'd like to make sure people understand? Well, I have some practical advice. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love cooking and the variety of um, kind of foods I miss a little bit. And so I wish I'd known this right from the beginning because they've been so helpful, but there are three small appliances that really elevate healthy food. The first one is an air fryer. Have you heard of an air fryer? Yes. I used to put a lot of zucchini chips, squash, uh, kale chips. Now I use it for Brussels sprouts or okra. So the air fryer really gives you a variety in texture. A crunch. Like a crunch. Yeah. It's worth the 50 bucks or whatever it costs. <laughs> Um, the second one is the Instant Pot, which everyone knows about. So I won't say too much other than sweet potatoes and potatoes in the Instant Pot. I eat that at least once a day. Those have been so, so good. Um, and then the third one is a Yo Nana's Maker. Um, and do you know that, Cliff? It's a device that takes frozen bananas and you just feed it through the tube and it crushes it out and becomes like soft serve it has the mouthfeel of a, of real ice cream of soft serve ice cream and so for me my go-to dessert now is just to shake a bag of bananas and cinnamon and then push those through the bananas maker and i have this amazing cinnamon ice cream that i can pour some warm cherries or some baked apples and so when my family or when i'm with friends and everyone's having some sort of special treat i have something that's really delicious so that Yonana's maker is really <laughs> worth it. So get, get the right tools, you know, get those like silicone baking pads, get a really good nonstick skillet. Just get the, get the right tools if you can afford it. They, cooking without oil is not that hard once you have the right tools. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, yo, so- yo Nana. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. It sounds ideal for uh for our kids too, they would love to have something that replicates the ice cream without it. Uh, Mix anything into it. So it's very, very versatile, but it's just bananas. It's really awesome. Yeah. But the other, other advice I would offer is the, the mental advice for me that's really gotten me through a lot of those social times, like when everyone's having a treat around me, um, is that, I have to remember the long game. And for me, the long game is decades of healthy life <laughs> with my family. 
Um, so when I'm in those situations where, you know, I'm in a restaurant and the only thing I can order is water and I'm with all my friends, <laughs> I have to think this is a temporary fleeting experience and it does not weigh nearly as much as the decades of health and vibrant life that I see ahead of me. And so just to have that quickly in mind, like, nope, I want this life more. This weighs a lot more. And to then let that pass and still get the healthy life, that is my mental trick is just remember the long game. And it plays right into your advice, which is really don't forget your compelling future. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love that. You know, and I was just watching uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He gave a talk and it was in front of a huge auditorium. And uh, it was this year, I don't know where, but if someone Googles, the YouTube title is Arnold Schwarzenegger Talks Breaks the Internet or something silly like that. But he talks about how other people, when they're in the gym, he'd watch his competitors and so forth. They would struggling and their faces grimacing. And, and he said every rep, every rep that he put in and every time he showed up to the gym, he was focused on his goal. He only focused on the goal. Why did he not get upset or why did he actually enjoy going to the gym five hours a day? He said, because I was always focused on what I wanted to achieve and it was a step closer to that goal. And so when you were talking about being at the restaurant and you're only having the water, but you think, you know what? My goal is long-term decades and decades of health. And you're focused on that in that moment, not the fact that you're a little bit socially awkward and having to order the water. And focusing on that outcome, like he was talking about, focusing on winning all of his bodybuilding titles is exactly the same thing. So the bigger picture, yeah? You know, that, that, uh, that I'm the same. You know, I, I think the same way. And uh, I'll enjoy having a, uh, a debate about, you know, the foods on the table and stuff and, and knowing that there's a big picture at play. There is a big picture. And it is, it is a very, very big picture, isn't it? We are talking about decades of life here. <laughs> or with no pain, if, if any. Yes, that, that, that's right. And we're talking about such, such a worthy opponent in these diseases, whether it be ankylosing spondylitis or rheumatoid arthritis or whatever title, it's inflammation in the body and it is a huge worthy opponent that deserves the ultimate respect and and we have to tread so carefully our whole lives so any other uh, comments that you'd like to share with us before we uh before we wrap this up oh well i had one or two questions for you if you yeah, don't mind please love questions well, i was wondering um you know i mentioned that i it didn't go well with bell peppers and tomatoes mm. maybe that was a four or five what are, in your experience with other people, what are the odds that, you know, in, in two years, I would be able to eat that kind of uh, tomatoes or bell peppers again? I would say that if you keep doing what you're doing right now and you see 93%, uh, maybe creep to 94%, maybe creep to 95 and it is diminishing returns, as you would have seen. You might get to 95% by six months from now, 93 to 95 might take six months, right? If you, if you continue to see this, um, this steady improvement or at worst holding steady, I'd be surprised if you couldn't eat tomatoes and bell peppers in a year. Very surprised. I think that that, that situation will resolve itself. 
And in this particular specific case, if not, well, is it really that big a deal? Tomatoes more so. It's handy to have tomatoes in because they're used, you know, as in pastes. They're a nice uh, addition to so many meals. But look, there's worse things. And I'd expect that you should uh, be able to tolerate them and you should test them again. I'd wait six months. I'd wait six months and test them again. And test them in a small amount, just like a little here and there, because your reactions are so bad that I don't want to see a big reaction anymore. I, don't, I want big reactions to be a thing of the past. So just a little tomato in six months, see, and if nothing, and wait your 48 you know, you also de- you have a slow delay on the reaction, so you want to wait three, four days. Yeah, then see how you go. Another question I had for you is, what about topical application of oil? Like, for example, essential oils. Yeah, no problem. And not <laughs> only no problem, but can be helpful. Yeah, can be helpful. As long as they, we don't put it into our mouth, we're fine. Oh, good to know. Yeah, my and- wife has a whole range of essential oils. She's quite into them, and she uses them on the kids and sometimes myself for various things to avoid the onset of a cold if we've noticed that one of them has started to get a little bit of a leaky nose uh, and things like that. The kids love them, and, of course, mum likes teaching them about the various benefits for each one and so on. So, yeah, essential oils are a part of our family and Melissa loves them. And as long as they're not put into the mouth, they can go anywhere on the skin and they'll have no effect on what we're working towards. That is just what I had hoped to hear. (laughs) Thank you. And then the last question I had for you, I had a really nice moment with my family doctor when I went for a checkup with her. I guess it was about a month ago as well. And she uh, asked me what I was doing. And when I started to tell her, she asked if I was on the Patterson program. And she herself has been on the Patterson program for rheumatoid arthritis because she has rheumatoid arthritis. So in that moment, looking at this woman who's my friend and my doctor, I just had this incredible empathy. We, We understood how hard it was, like nobody else, you know, unless you've done this program, you don't totally understand and so from that moment and just how lovely that was, I wondered, do you guys ever have conferences or does, is there events that ever bring people together? It's something that I would love to do. Speaking, bringing people together, hearing stories, it makes me very warm on the inside. It's my passion. I've been performing as a stand-up comedian for 18 years, so I got into that to break down a fear of public speaking. It's not something I ever wanted to do as a career stand-up comedy. Uh, But (laughs) just as an aside, because I've never shared this, just as an interesting point, because I I like this topic, right? You've touched upon one of my favourite things, which is events and talking and things, right? So I got into stand-up because I was terrified of public speaking. I was uh, in a high-tech startup company and I was had to go to Japan and and present at, and I was only 23. And I was traveling to the States and Canada uh, during the tech boom. And I was absolutely terrified. And so I didn't tell any of my work colleagues, but on the side, I was going and doing stand up because I thought that Toastmasters was boring, right? And they were old people. And I was 23 and I thought, hey, I'd prefer to be at a pub trying to tell jokes and 
break down the fear that way. So I, I got into that and then I developed this passion for just, I guess, just communication and speaking and, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed that and I enjoyed watching people do that and the skill behind that. And so when I first told my story publicly, the story that ended up later, a few years later, I did as a TED Talk and, and so on, I found that very, very enjoyable. The sort of conveying in a live setting of, you know, storytelling. You know, it's, it's a fabulous, it's the longest, most, you know, natural form of communication, you know, for human history. And so anyway, I did the first event in Sydney where I had Dr. Clapper and myself come together and we put on an event at a university and this is going back now about four or five years, and we had 130 people sell out the small theatre at our univer- at a university in Sydney, and I, I just, it was fabulous. And then the feedback that I was getting, both myself and Dr. Clapper afterwards, people coming up, telling their stories, people had travelled from Adelaide, from Brisbane, from the places you don't know, but all over the country. Let's call it like, let's imagine that it's in the States and people are coming from Los Angeles, New York, Boston, Montana, wherever, right? And I'm like, wow, this need, we need to do more of this, all right? And the plan, the big plan, what I'd really like to do is, and of course we've done events now all over the place, across the states uh, especially, is to do this more often and also do some small group stuff because people know my story. People can just watch my TED Talk or they can listen to a 40-minute version of my story online. I mean, my story is it can be watched online, no need to come to an event. But what I thought would be awesome, and this is what I'm hoping to do, is to do small, intimate, what I want to call intensive sessions, where I can sit down with six people at a time in a town, go from town to town or a few towns over a weekend and then come home again, and just get people together who just want to share, learn from me and each other and spend three hours together, go over everything, come up with a strategy of what needs to be done, a plan, and then uh, everyone can exchange details if they want and then they can go away and implement the plan. So I believe that a plan for someone can be come up with in about under 10 minutes. So I can look at someone's situation and say, you got to get off that drug. You need to increase that drug to get off that drug. And, or this is what I would do. I always say that first. Only what I would do, right? Up to you. Your exercise needs to change because it's not effective enough. Those supplements are useless. Take these ones instead. You need some help. So either join our support platform or or find someone who can be your buddy. Like you said, you need these tools. You've got to get a juicer. You've got to do that, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, just a small amount of time can shift the needle and create a massive change of direction that can create a massive improvement in outcome in just a couple of months. So that's what I'm more passionate about is creating massive change on a smaller scale, more of a small group stuff. I am planning on speaking at some of the larger events next year in the States. I'm waiting on confirmation from some of the more well-known plant-based events. And I'm really hopeful and excited that that will happen. And so some 
of uh, Patterson Program folks or uh, can can come to that. I'll be at that and hopefully uh, be able to meet people at that. Likewise, I'm speaking at an event in February in just uh, six weeks from now, uh, actually hosting a conference there where Neil Bernard and some other big international plant-based doctors will be speaking at. So that's another opportunity to meet folks. But I guess I've kind of gone on a uh, answered this in a, in a, a big roundabout way, and haven't said, well, why don't we just you know get together and stuff? But I I need to put together some structure where I can cover the costs of travel with a huge caravan of family. Now, I mean, we got I got my wife and three little ones, and I mean, you know what it's like with two boys, and you add another one into the mix, and it it's expensive for us to travel because you know we also need to stay in accommodation where we can cook food exactly you need a kitchen <laughs> exactly and so <laughs> and, and so if if let's say you know we we all jump in airplane which is a cost in itself and then we go to a new city we need a house like we need a like a or, or a three bedroom apartment or something and aiden he's only 5 months old at the moment and so we've got it like I'd love to, in the future, do more traveling, which I've really pulled back because of young family and um, uh, and so mostly young family look helping out because just Melissa and I with the three kids. Uh, and in the future, we do do some more traveling, meet more people, get more people together, invite doctors to the events, yeah, put on presentations and so forth. But I, I what I'm passionate about is making massive change at an event that goes over and above just teaching. Just teaching is, I, I feel like if people listen to every podcast that I've created, I feel like I've shared a lot that's in my head. I, I, I'm not holding anything back. There's not a lot that I have left to say, right? But everyone's personal story and situation, that's where you get so much variety. And that's where you can see someone can, oh, make that one change and you'll be a different person in three months. But you need to hear it and be told and looked in the eye at close proximity and says, you must do this because you're not getting anywhere. And even for me and my family, we felt like we were very healthy, uh, vegetarian, exercising, but it, it's not enough. You, I mean, it has to be the right thing you have to be doing the right thing and unless you know that you're floundering or i was floundering and so i it felt like i got a map from you like this this is how you get out of pain yes. <laughs> but having that in a small group setting sounds really powerful because it's it's the directions that they need and the motivation um to get to get started so i agree you know most people can probably gather from podcast most of the information but transformative change in the small groups i think would be amazing I, any i mean any of this sounds amazing by the way so keep us updated if you do do the small groups or your conferences that you're presenting at i'd love to uh, hear you present and so and get to meet other people who are following the program yes so. absolutely well we can certainly all correspond inside uh, our support platform where you got a lot of you know, wonderful feedback after you posted that 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 great update. One thing that I wanted to ask you: How's your doctor doing? Uh, how how's your doctor doing with rheumatoid? Uh, it was early on, so yeah. I, I want to 
loop back with her and get some yeah, more information. find out more information. Yeah, good. So such a nice thing to hear her say that. <laughs> How about that? How about that? These things are happening more often, which makes me, you know, get a little bit warm and fuzzy. Um, to know that the doctor is doing it and the doctor's suggesting you do it, that you've done it and you feel tremendous. I mean, it's just, isn't it great? It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah I, I was so happy that she said that she, she knew what I was talking about and she's <laughs> it too. <laughs> and what a great experience for her to see your transformation. It's so validating for what she's doing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And she's still on some medication. So it's great. Yeah. Great to see someone down the road. Like with Cherie, I was able to see someone down the road. And that's so motivating and empowering. Yes. yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Judith. It's been really, really fun chatting. Before we go, I just wanted to say thank you to you and to Melissa. Um, you guys have given me and my family a gift. That is more valuable than anything money could buy. It is the difference between pain all day and having my kids just joyfully, joyfully engage with me all day. Um, so I, and you've helped thousands of us do this. So I just, I'm so grateful to you and to Melissa, because I know from having an incredibly supportive spouse that it really, she is an essential part of this equation. So please give my best to her and deepest gratitude um, for all that you're doing. I just have to go on record saying thank you for this commitment that you've made to help other people. It's inspiring. It's awesome. And today was a huge honor to get to speak with you. I have seen all of the Patterson podcasts, by the way. <laughs> so I know I'm among great company and I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much, Judith. Your words mean so much. And I'll share that with Melissa. And you're absolutely right. She's She's the rock behind all of this because without, without someone who is, you know, solid and encouraging and relentlessly helpful and loving, uh, it's, it's, it's so hard. It's very, very hard. So, yep, I'll go and give her a hug on your behalf. And, uh, and, and I really, really appreciate those lovely words. And thank you for sharing your story and your fabulous tips. And keep up the awesome work. I'm so happy and so thrilled for you. Oh, thank you so much. Have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy. <laughs> You've been listening to the Pattison Program. For more information, visit pattisonprogram.com.